listening to the Armbrae Academy podcast. You're listening to the Armbrae Academy podcast. You're listening to the Armbrae Academy podcast. Welcome. I'm Megan, and this is Armbrae Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. In this episode, I'm speaking with Ali Reed, the upper school director and guidance counselor. Today, we talked about the culture of Armbrae, our advanced placement curriculum and leadership opportunities for our upper school students and our amazing guidance program. Okay, Ali, we're just going to jump right in and I want you to, um, can you tell me a little bit about your journey, how you got to Armbrae? Yeah, I guess my my first um, exposure to Armbrae was back when I was a student at St. Mary's and I was studying entrepreneurship and English and playing soccer. And I uh, met a family and started looking after their two wonderful children who are both now fully grown adults. And the older um, child went to Armbray and they didn't have an after-school soccer program for the young students at that point. So I started up a fun recreational program. Um, I didn't really see where that was heading. And, and at that time, I didn't have a firm plan to go into education. But I did find myself after graduating from SMU heading to Teachers College and then staying in touch with Miss B and Mr. O'Mara, who was the head of school at the time. And when I graduated from Teachers College, they brought me into sub right away. So I started working at Armbray right out of Teachers College and got a contract there for September of the following year. So that's how I started working at Armbray, and it kind of grew from there. Awesome. And and what's your current role um, at Armbray right now? So the the main work that I do is helping students build and navigate their path for their high school years as well as beyond. So post-secondary studies and their, their careers or their entry into their careers. So I'm the head of university guidance, and I'm also the upper school director. So the... Um, the two roles work really well together, I think, and kind of give me a 360 degree view of the student experience in the high school years. Awesome. Um, and so as the upper school director, um, you have um, a group of of great students beneath you that you're helping guide um, and you are really fostering and the pioneer for fostering a great culture um, at the Coburg campus. So can you talk a little bit about um, the school culture and what you're trying to build? Yeah, I I find that um, students in high school, so let's say grade 9 through 12, the upper school years, are at a really key point in their development. Um, and the same could be said at, at all different ages and stages. But it's really about creating a positive learning environment so that students feel encouraged and inspired to identify their passions and work through challenges and then begin to take charge of their own path. So it's really those those key years where they're becoming the driver. Um, they're moving from the passenger seat where maybe other people are making a lot of the decisions for them. And they're starting to develop their own sense of self and where they want to take themselves in the world. So I think developing a positive school culture around um, agency and, and empowerment is really important. Um, and also promoting a culture of excellence. So we don't all have to be good at everything, and, and that's pretty difficult to do. Um, but we should approach what we do with our best effort and a growth mindset. And I think that the more you encourage students to, to take risks and be okay with you know, not being necessarily the best, but seeing themselves improve every day, the more you can promote that culture of excellence in everything they do. 
Can you talk a little bit about um, the guidance program that you uh, that Armbray has, um, and why is that unique? Yeah, so I'm I'm really proud of what we have built and continue to develop at Armbray in our in our university guidance program. I think there are two main factors that really differentiate what we do from from maybe other schools, and the first one has to do with the size of our school. We have a really special opportunity to work very closely with each student. Um, graduating classes have ranged from 15 to 28 students in my time at the school. And so not only have I taught all of the students by the time they get to grade 12, but I have seen them grow and I've traveled with them and I've, I've worked with them for many years. Um, and so just because of the, the numbers of students that we have, they have a lot of face time with myself or others that are working in an advisor role. We've built career education into our academic program for the entire upper school. So we start with a guidance module in grade nine, and then in grades 10, 11, and 12, students have a half credit each year of career education. And I think that by building this time in to their schedules, we're showing that it is a valuable part of their experience in the high school years. Um, and while we have a different, slightly different focus in each year, there's common threads that go all the way through the, the full four years. Um, and I think that these are some of the skills and the knowledge that we all wish we had learned in high school. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that by, by building it in, we're, we're showing that, you know, we want students to graduate with these essential skills and, and knowledge. In terms of leadership opportunities for the high school students, can you talk a little bit about what those are um, and how that looks kind of throughout the final few years of their high school career? Yeah, um, I think leadership is something that is is really important, but sometimes not fully understood. So sometimes when we think of leadership, um, the thing that comes to mind first is the formal or defined roles. So that might be being part of student council or student government or being a team captain. And I think that those roles are amazing opportunities for students. And we definitely have those at Armbray and, and they um, come with responsibility and they're, they're roles that, um, that students are definitely encouraged to pursue. But I think that the often overlooked side of leadership is the informal opportunities. And and these are infinite. So so while there might be a certain number of, of spots on student council or a certain number of teams where you could be the captain, if you look at leadership a little bit more holistically, and, and I do encourage students to do this, um, they can find ways to be leaders every single day. And it can range from something really small, like volunteering to help a new student get familiar with the school and take them around and, and answer questions for them. Or something grand, like uh, putting on a, a one-day conference, which some of our students have done. And I, I just met the other day with a grade 11 who's planning something for next year. So leadership is, in my mind, infinite. You can be a leader as often as you want to be, um, and you can craft your own leadership opportunities by, by putting ideas out there and seeking support and encouragement for them. Hmm. Do you want to share the story about the uh, the three young young boys in high school who wanted to take on the Armbre Canteen Project? Yeah, yeah. So this is something that I, I hope we come back to when we get back to in-person learning. Um, three of the grade 10s, they recognize that we don't have any food service at the Coburg campus. We do have a hot lunch program where, where food can be ordered ahead of time and delivered, but nothing kind of on demand. So they thought that this is a great opportunity for 
um, starting a canteen and bringing some snack items to Coburg and having students purchase them on site. And I fully supported their idea, but with a condition that it um, look at the amount of waste that would be produced and that they find ways to provide uh, zero or low waste snacks. So, so limiting packaging, because I think that that's an important aspect to consider when we're bringing new things into the school. And so they um, have gone and met with the owner of the tear shop um, over at the new Dartmouth location, Kate Pepler. She was really keen to, to provide them with some some encouragement. And, and they've met with the, the, the gentleman who caters our staff meetings. So they're, they're doing research and they're looking at different options and putting together a business plan. And, and I think that it just goes to show that if, if you have an idea, we, you might not have all the answers. The students might not have all the answers, but um, myself and other teachers are very keen to help them find the path. Um, so I think, yeah, that's a great example of students trying to to implement something new and, and take on a leadership role. Can we talk a little bit about um, the AP programming, Allie, and what that looks like at Armbre? Yeah, so I get a lot of questions about AP and especially what's the difference between AP, AP and IB. And, and there are key differences. Um, to kind of boil it down or, or simplify it, IB is a whole curriculum that leads to a diploma. So once you're in the program, you have choices within the program, but it is a whole package um, where AP is a little bit more customizable and, and mix and match, if you will, where a student can choose individual exams um, and they can choose one or they can choose several in grades 10, 11, and 12. And for each exam that they they take on, um, if they earn a certain score on that exam, it can give them advanced placement or credit in university. Um, and it can also help prepare them for rigorous post-secondary programs and even be considered in the application process for some of those programs. Um, I'm Sophie Pomeroy and I'm going into grade 11. Um, so we do advisory as part of our curriculum every Wednesday and I really like how the teachers prepare slideshows to show us how to be more resilient, how to be more hardworking and just how to be a good person. They're very helpful. There's a lot of leadership opportunities at Armbray. If you're interested in sports, you can be a captain on a team, you can be involved in junior sports. If you want to be in the arts, you can be involved in drama and music. So there's, there's a lot to do for everybody. Um, I play a lot of sports. I play field hockey, basketball hockey and I help out here at the summer Hi, uh, I'm Abai and I'm going into grade 12 this year. Um, so advisory is a really cool program at Armbre, uh, which allows students to talk to each other and just express whatever's on their mind. Uh, this year we talked a lot about resilience and what it takes to uh, just cope with your environment and just be a good um, person in general. So there are quite a few leadership opportunities at Armbre. Uh, personally, I'm involved with the summer camps for the kids, and it's really fun to get to know the kids and uh, just see how they function. Uh, and yeah, it's just a really good opportunity. Can you talk a little bit about the grad acceptance rate? So, so our students that graduate from Armbre, in terms of where they where they decide to go post-secondary? All of our, our grade 12s put together their their plan, where they're going to apply. And usually um, I encourage them to have at least three schools on their list and, and some have as, as many as maybe six or seven. Um, and there's always common threads there. So they, they either have a, a specific 
program or, or type of program in mind, or they may be looking in a geographic region, so they're applying to a certain number of schools, say, in Ontario or on the West Coast or even just here in Nova Scotia. And I used to think that the ideal was having this 100% acceptance rate. I've been rethinking this a lot lately and, and wondering about you know, how to encourage students to take a few more risks and maybe reach for a school that might be a little more competitive than they might initially be comfortable with. And, and I think that this relates to um, trying to normalize failure in some mm. ways and, and knowing that, yes, it's great to get into every school that you apply to, but it's also okay to take a risk. And it's also okay to reach for something that you may not get. Um, and that you can learn and grow in that experience. And, and you also might get in. <laughs> you never know. You, have, you don't know unless you try. Exactly. And it, it, there's this saying in basketball, like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You've been working in this field, Allie, for quite some time. What are some of the things that you really want parents and students to know or consider? There really is no one definition of success. And I think that it's easy to say that, but to really believe it and internalize it takes some work. Mm -hmm. um, and it comes back to, you know, not comparing yourself to other people and trying to consider questions like, what impact do I want to have on the world? Or how do I want to contribute to my community? Or, um, you know, what are the things that I do that completely absorb me? So I lose track of time. I'm so engrossed in that activity. Um, and it might not be the same thing as your best friend or your siblings or your parents, but that that's okay. And um, I think that sometimes we we try really hard to to make ourselves uh, fit other people's definitions of success. So, yeah, I think the second point that I think is really important is that we need to relax a little bit about some of these things, <laughs> um, you know, as parents and educators, I think we need to model um, less stress and anxiety around the choices for post-secondary education um, as well as careers and, and not be so concerned about like getting it wrong. Because uh, I can see that mindset really harming students um, and keeping them from from stepping outside their comfort zone. And sometimes it can also lead to unhealthy escalation of commitments. So if a student decides that they want to study program X and then they realize it's not working well and it's not a good fit, do they have the, the grace to or, or have they been empowered to kind of say, you know what, I'm going to make a different choice. I'm going to make a change. I'm going to pivot. And that's OK. It's not a tragic situation. It just means that I've grown, I've learned, and and I'm going to do something different. Allie, can you tell me what you love about your job and what inspires you? Yeah. <laughs> I love a lot of things about my job. <laughs> um, you know, when you're little and you you do things in elementary school and then you bring them home and your parents put them on the fridge and so some proud. of those things might, <laughs> might stick around in a box in the garage for a while. Mm. Um, I found this... Um, activity that I did. I think I was in grade primary and it was one of those about me, probably the beginning of the school year tasks. So my name and my favorite color and a few other questions like that. And one of the questions was when I grow up, I want to be blank. And I wrote everything. And even at the age of, I must've been five, 
I don't think I wanted to put myself in just one role. And I think that what I do now kind of realizes that dream where I get to be a lot of different things. Uh, I get to be a teacher. I get to be a coach. I get to be a counselor. I get to be a sometimes a website designer or a graphic yeah. designer. I get to talk kids through different scenarios. I get to write letters of reference. I get to edit their letters uh, for scholarship applications. Um, I get to help them imagine different possibilities, which often puts me in the shoes of, of being an engineer or being in different business programs or different arts um, majors. So I love that. I love the variety. Um, but I think most of all, I just, I love seeing people. I'm really excited way. to open up more academic options for students. I think that we have an opportunity um, at our school to, to give students choice within their, their academic program. And um, so that's something that I've been pretty focused on this past year. And we've, we've started a summer academy so that students have the opportunity to earn academic credits in the summer. And this can um, either help them take additional courses if they are interested in lots of different things, or it can open up a space in their timetable for the following year so that they could take a different elective that they might want to take, but that wouldn't fit in their, their schedule. Um, we've also explored some online options. So we've, we've given students the, the opportunity to take courses that we can't offer in person um, due to demand. But all these, these different, um, I guess, developments in the program really just help students explore more and help them figure out you know, what's out there that they can, they can study, they can learn about, and ideally it, it connects them to something that they're passionate about. So that's, that's been really um, a, a priority for me and something I'm going to continue to, to work on. I'm sure people, Allie, people come up to you all the time and they fill you in on what's going on. And I know you have great connections with the alumni and it's a tr true testament to who you are with people wanting to come back and, and see you and talk to you and fill you in on what they're doing. Like, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. And I mean, you're a great example of that too, right, Megan? Yeah. Like, you know, we stayed in touch and you, you started out in, in your career after university and, um, you know, now we work together. Yeah. So we've been able to kind of stay um, in touch through the years and, and it comes full circle where now we work on projects together and we see each other um, on a daily basis. Um, it's a cool so, full circle yeah. moment. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's really rewarding. Thank you for listening to Armbury Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. For more information, go to our website, armbury.ns.ca. 